Hello, and welcome back to In God We Trust podcast, where we read a chapter of the Bible each day. Also, follow us on Instagram at In God We Trust podcast for more insights on our daily readings. Today's Bible reading is going to be Matthew chapter 12, and in this chapter, we will read about Lord of the Sabbath, God's chosen servant, Jesus and Beelzebub, the sign of Jonah, and Jesus' mother and brothers. Okay, let's get right into it. Okay, so I'm about to be reading about Lord of the Sabbath. So try to picture Sunday activities and Jesus talking about what really matters on Sundays. That is what I'm going to be reading about. Okay, let's go. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of the grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. He answered, Haven't you read that... Haven't you read... What David did when he and his companions were hungry, he entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple desecrate the day and yet are innocent? I tell you that one greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Going on from that place, he went into the synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He said to them, If any of you had a sheep, and it falls into the pit on the Sabbath, would you not take a hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. So he stretched out his hand, and it was completely restored, just as sound as the other. But the Pharisees went out, and plotted how they might kill Jesus. Okay, so that was uh, the Lord of the Sabbath, and here's what happened. So Jesus and his disciples were going through a grain field, and uh, his disciples were hungry, and they started to pick the heads off of little uh, grain and eat it, and then some Pharisees saw this that were following them, And they were like, look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. Then he answered, haven't you read what David did when he he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which is not lawful for them to do. And then he also talks about the priests and how, uh, but only for the priests, Or haven't you read in the law that on the Sabbath 
the priests in the temple desecrate the day and yet are innocent. Okay. So, and then he says, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. So, um, what he is saying there is that many have done wrong and it's okay. But if you ask for him for forgiveness, it is fine. But it doesn't mean that you need to continue doing wrong. So, that's just, I don't, it's just, it's just something else to think about. <laughs> okay. He also, so there was also a man with a shriveled up hand in the synagogues. And he reached out his hand and Jesus touched it immediately and was fixed. But before that, the people were like, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And then he said this. I think this is pretty important. If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take a hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sunday, on the Sabbath. Sorry, I just said a Sunday, but that is a Sabbath for us. Okay, and then he healed the man. So, essentially, this whole little book here in this chapter was talking about how it's okay to do good stuff on the Sabbath. And by that, that doesn't mean, like, work, but it means things that will benefit people, but not benefit serving man. Do you see what I'm saying there? Okay, well, let's just continue and move on. Alright, okay, this next book in this chapter is about God's chosen servant, and this is Isaiah. There's going to be a point in time where it's like a, a lot of reading of one person speaking, and this will be Isaiah saying this. Okay, let's go. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. Many followed him and healed all their sick, warning them not to tell who he was. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love, in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out, till he leads justice to victory. In his name the nations will put their hope. Okay, so that is God's chosen servant. So he is speaking of Jesus there, and he was speaking about how uh, he is going to speak out and people will not harm him yet but in his name the nations will put their hope so that is after the fact of when he was crucified I'm pretty sure 95% sure <laughs> but um, yeah that is about Jesus there 
end that is Isaiah speaking there's not a whole lot in that little chapter but little book my bad but I guess let's just continue <clears throat> so this next one is kind of interesting because it's uh, Jesus casting out a demon from a man I don't know why but I just think that's cool I like um I like the stuff with uh, Jesus dealing with um, stuff like that because it's just I, I think it's cool. Uh, I don't know why. But, yep, let's just continue. Okay. Jesus and Beelzebub. And by the way, Beelzebub is another name for Satan. Okay, so we're going to be reading about Jesus and Satan. Then they brought him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute. And Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see all the people who were all the people were astonished and said could this be the son of david but when the pharisees heard this they said it is only by belzebub the prince of demons that this fellow drives out demons here's another did you know like these who was belzebub belzebub was another name for satan jesus enemies claimed that jesus casts out demons by using Satan's power. In this message, in this passage, Jesus showed his enemies that they were foolish and wrong. Okay, so now back to the reading. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your people drive them out? So then, they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man, then he can rob his house. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven, men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brought of vipers. How can you, who are evil, say anything good? For, for out of the overflow of the heart and the mouth speaks for sorry for out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks the good man brings good things out okay sorry one more time the good man brings good things out of the good stored upon him and the good and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him but i tell you that men will have to give account on the day of judgment 
for every careless act, every careless word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Okay, sorry that was a little shaky, but it's okay. That happens. Okay, so what happened in Jesus and Beelzebub? So they brought Jesus, a demon-possessed man, and um, then Jesus cast out the demon. And then the Pharisees heard this and they said, It is Beelzebub that this fellow is able to drive out demons. And then Jesus knew their th thoughts, and he said to them, uh, Every kingdom that stands against itself cannot stand. A house divided cannot stand. And he says, if Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. So what he is saying there is, it'd be like you telling yourself, hey, get out of my house. So he kind of flamed him there, but he did it in a way that's not flaming him. Because if I, if I was sitting in my house and I was like, Hey, get out of my house. <laughs> you see what I'm saying there? Okay. Sorry about that. But, okay, we'll continue. Um, and then he said, how can his kingdom stand if Satan would drive out Satan? So, um, then he says, but if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. So, yeah, they're saying if he drives out demons by the Spirit of God, then they have witnessed the kingdom of God right there. Okay, I didn't really get this one, but I'll read it to you guys real quick. Okay, or grain, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man, then he can rob his house? So that I don't really see I mean it, it just seems like it's the same like you have to you would have to do one thing before the other but I don't know if that relates to that but it's just something else to think about okay and then he says this it's very important he who is not with me is against me and he who does not gather with me scatters and then he says that every sin against the Son of Man will be forgiven. Every word that is spoken against. Because people swear and they say like, Oh, Jesus Christ. Or, God. Yeah, you could finish that. But, um, yeah, people are always saying that. And that's, that's dogging on God's name. So if you're doing that, you need to not do that because that's not cool. But then he says, any word that is spoken against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or the age to come. So, if you're doing that, stop. It's not good. It's just, it's completely, it's not good. Okay, that's just the moral of it. Okay, then he also says, make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. 
for a tree is recognized by its fruit. So right there he's saying, I try to compare this to um, when we have children. If you, if you yourself are living in the word and using it and being active and engaging in it, then your descendants will, you will teach them the same way and then they will have, they will have the same leadership as you. But if you're not doing that, then it's not going to work out and then the tree will be bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. And I see that by saying your children, you are recognized by your children. So, yeah, that's that's how I connect that right there. Okay, he also says some other stuff. I'm just going to read it to you real quick. Okay. For out of the mouth flow, sorry, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that men will have to give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Okay, so what he's saying here, the good man, the good man speaks of joy because he has joy in him. But an evil man that holds grudges, he will not speak good. Only bad will come out of him. And, I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense. Then he says, but I tell you that men will have to give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. So, every single careless word we've spoken, we're going to have to deal for that. So, we need to start watching our mouth. All of us. And by all of us, I mean me too, because you just all of a sudden find yourself just not being the best person, and then you're like, wow. Yeah. Okay, well, let's just continue. Okay, the next book is going to be about the sign of Jonah. Um, this is Jesus speaking of Jonah in the whale's belly. Okay. Um, and if you guys don't know that story... Jonah spent three days and three nights in the whale of a belly. Okay, here we go. In the belly of a whale. Sorry. Okay, here we go. Then some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law said to him, Teacher, we want to see miracles, sorry, miraculous signs from you. He answered, A wicked and adulterous generation asked for a miraculous sign, but none will be given and accept the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Ninth sorry, will stand up at judgment and will with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And now one greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. 
for she came the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom, and now one greater than Solomon is here. When an evil spirit comes out of a man and goes through arid places seeking breast and does not find it, then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more, more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that man is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. Okay, so what just happened there is people were asking for a miraculous sign. And Jesus said, with this gener a wicked and adulterous generation, ask for a miraculous sign. But none will be given except for the Jonah, except for the sign of Jonah, in the belly of a big fish for three days. And then he says, for the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth for three days. And that is him speaking of him in hell. And yeah, that's, that's something else. Okay. Here's another thing that he says that is pretty, it's something else. Okay, just try to think about this. He's speaking of when an evil spirit is driven out of a man. And by man, he means, like, uh, men and women. Because, I, well, maybe not, but he does say a man, but I think of mankind because there can be a spirit in a man and a woman, too. So, and, and he speaks of men, but he's speaking for all. Okay, let's continue. When an evil spirit comes out of a man, it goes through arid places, seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. And then he's speaking of the person's body right there, like their body and their mind. Then it goes with it, and seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of the man is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. So he's speaking of when an evil spirit is driven out of someone, it will leave, and then it will come back if the person doesn't change their ways. But it will be worse than the first time. So you need to change now. Okay, the last one, we're going pretty long here, so I'm just going to read this last one. Sorry for holding you guys so long. I usually try to do about 15 minutes. Okay. Jesus' mother and brothers. While Jesus was starting... While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside, wanting to speak with him. Someone told him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside, wanting to speak with you. He replied to him, Who is my mother, and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, Here are my mother, and here are my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother, and my and sister and mother. Okay, so right there he's saying, whoever does the will of my father is my brother and my sister and mother. All right, so he was speaking on Mary and then the 12 disciples right there. Okay, well, that's all I have for you today. Um, I will pause it quick and get the verse of the day. 
Okay, the verse of the day is going to be Matthew chapter 12, verse 36, and yeah, I'll read it. By, but I tell you that men will have to give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. That is the word of the day, because hopefully that will teach people to start watching your mouth. Okay. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Uh, That's all I got. God bless.